Great. Danny, how you doing, my man? Good, brother. Great to be with you. Thanks for inviting me on. Absolute pleasure, man. Uh, literally just just like properly met you a few minutes ago, you know what I mean? But uh, I've been soaking up your content for a while, man, and I uh, love some of the stuff you put out there. So really looking forward to uh, to getting into a uh, a chat today. So we'll just get straight into your background, Danny. If you wouldn't mind just telling us, obviously, your background and you know what you're all about, what you do, uh, anything really that you can think of to uh, give the audience an insight into, into kind of who you are and what you do. Yeah, so I grew up in Miami, Florida. You know, I played football my entire life. You know, I, I was a real violent kid. And my dad, um, when he put me in football, I found my first thing that that really just spoke to me, like that first release. And, um, and you know, in high school, did very well in football. And, and that's where I was recruited by a lot of schools. And then Columbia University came along. And it's an Ivy League school. It's not a typical football school. But when I saw New York City, like I just fell in love with it. And so um, went to school there, played football there. Um, I was like pretty much the, the teacher's pet in the weight room. And so I was always obsessed with building muscle and, and things like that. And, um, my, my strength coach left me after my sophomore year and he had already like those two years made a big impression on me. And he went on to be the head strength coach for UNC basketball. And then he went on to, to be the strength coach for the Timberwolves, the Minnesota Timberwolves. And, you know, I stayed in touch with him and, and, um, and then I told him that that I wanted to follow in his footsteps. And he was like, what are you doing? You just graduated from an Ivy League school. You need to go. You know, and I was like, listen, I, I want to do this. And so I went to University of Florida for my master's degree. And, and it's a master's called uh, Human Performance, which was at the time only the second non-research-based master's program that was really more focused towards strength and conditioning and athletic trainers. Um, so kind of had both sides of it, like the strength and conditioning side or or the athletic trainer that wanted to have that real strong knowledge because we had like cadaver labs you know we we opened people up and and all that um and then i i helped with um the football team so i started off like just i walked into the football weight room at uf they didn't know me from adam and i was just like look i'll i'll do anything i'll i'll, I'll sweep i'll do anything i just want to learn and you know eight months later i got a, a pretty much a promotion to the basketball facility um, started designing the programs for men's and women's tennis and men's and women's golf, helping with basketball, started to get paid. And then we won the national championship and our, our assistant head coach got offered the head coaching job at, at VCU in Virginia. And it was perfect timing. I was graduating. So then I went over there and I was the head strength coach over there. We brought a bunch of new modalities and new things. And, you know, I basically they wrote a, a, an article about me on the paper and and the coach as well about like how we were changing things. You know, we did we had a lot of success. We we had the best record in school history, conference history. We beat Duke in the tournament which hadn't been done since 1984. And I was there for a few years and then I I I decided to get out of it because it was not a job, it was more like a way of life and um and I started to see like, you know, down the line I was single but I still I just knew that that you know, as much as I loved strength and conditioning, even if I kept going to the to the highest height that I, I probably wouldn't want to do that in the long term. So I went home um, and, you know, personal trained for a little bit. And then I got into pharma at first. And then I did medical device sales for almost 10 years. And at the time I was, um, you know, fast forward 10 years later, I was um, competing in powerlifting. And and then I, I got injured. Um, I had already had a knee reconstructive surgery on my right knee and then I tore my my left meniscus and I had to pull out of a powerlifting meet um I decided you know what I need to lose some weight I need a diet I need to get healthy 
And um, four months later, I was I was really lean and I was really miserable, you know, just eating a typical bodybuilding diet, um, low fat at the end. And um, and then, like, you know, I had a buddy who was in grad school here in Tampa. And, you know, every time at the gym, he would just bother me. and He'd be like, you need to do the ketogenic diet. You know, it's going to heal your inflammation and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what are you talking about? That's nonsense. You know, that's it's ridiculous. No carbs. I mean, and uh, finally, like I got to my goal weight and it was really just um, just a, a quality of life thing. You know, I wanted to try something new. I was sick of the low fat thing and my carbs were already low. So I, I, I bumped up my fat and dropped my carbs a little bit more. And it really just like, first of all, reignited my my passion for this whole business, for this whole like space. And, um, you know, two months later, I had read like 41 papers and I read a bunch of books and started a, a podcast in 2016 called The Ketogenic Athlete. And we we for like several years there, we were basically focusing on, you know, the applications for sport, you know, like, you know, everything from football to MMA to arm wrestling to through hiking, like every every weird sport that you can think of uh, or activity and um, started to build a name for myself. And then even though I was doing very well in medical device, I really decided with the with the um, support of my wife that I would do this full time. And so 2018, we started Fat Fueled Family. We started the podcast, Fat Fueled Family podcast, and, you know, started to coach people again. I started to do online coaching, group coaching, public speaking, started working with some some of the up and coming small businesses that were launching and helping them with their formulations and things like that. And, um, and you know, four years later, we're, we're here and, and um, obviously 2020 was tough, but um, my areas of focus are mainly um, performance and and lately in the last three years because of my friendship with a, a great friend and mentor of mine because I was never a bodybuilder I was, I was always an athlete Ben Pakulski who's um, you know I would say probably the smartest guy in the world when it comes to building muscle absolute legend I just like to say absolute legend yeah yeah, yeah. he's he's like he's a he's a, one of my best friends he's um, an amazing human being and and just brilliant when it comes to building muscle and also on the mindset piece. And um, so I focus on now mostly still performance and obviously um, fat loss and building muscle, especially how to do it, how to train properly if you're going to do it on a ketogenic diet or, or a low carb diet, um, because that is, uh, you know, something if you wanted to talk about, we could talk about. But um, and then, of course, you know, how to do, how to basically be healthy with your family. And, and of course, what we spoke about before we started recording, which is, which is the mindset piece, you know? Yep. hundred percent, man. hundred percent. And you touched on something then you mentioned about, you know, like the setbacks you had, right. With the injuries and whatnot. And obviously we were talking off it. And what I was going to say as well, it's funny how you can tell, you know, when someone's thriving, right. As soon as you came on air, you're jacked, right. Firstly. Okay. We're both, we're both pretty big <laughs> guys. Sure. But you're just yeah. like making me feel small right now, and also, <laughs> and also your energy. You know, you can just tell someone's energy is off the charts, and you're like, "Yeah, this guy's thriving." You can tell within like yeah. within the first minute of talking to someone. Um, but yeah, we talked off air, right? And you touched on that then as well in terms of the injuries you had and the setbacks, right? Because you know, playing at the level yeah. you with football and everything else, right? And we were talking about not getting too attached to the result, right? It's very hard not to do that, right? Especially when you're a high achiever and stuff like that, like like us yeah. too, and most people listening to this, it's like you know, you want to put the work in 
can and get the result. But ultimately, we know that it's the, it's the character building. It's what you learn along the journey and who you become to actually uh, get the result, right? So um, just yeah. talk us through a bit more how you dealt with that kind of adversity, man. And Because that must have been a huge part of you becoming who you are, building your character and everything else, and actually going on the path that you're on now with the setbacks you had with injuries, the big injury you had, and everything else that you had to go through, you know, at a young age. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, growing up, like, I, I was always told that I was really goal-oriented. And my dad always noticed that, you know, like, if if someone said you needed to run the 40 meter in this amount of time, I would be like, okay, I'm going to do that and reverse engineer how to get there and the goal, goal, goal-oriented. And then, like, I didn't really put thought into it until I would say probably even after football, because with football, it was just like get to college and it wasn't just about you know, everybody was was at playing at a high level. So it was not just the strength and conditioning and the skill on the field. Then it became a much more complicated playbook, you know, how to do that with college. But it wasn't until I was like probably 30 or so that I really started to see that the the importance of the process. And and then later on, when I actually I had never dieted like in the sense of dieting, you know, like I always like I was I was always pretty lean and 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 pretty muscular. And um, back before Instagram, thank God, because, you know, that's the other thing. Nowadays, everybody, people don't take the time and dedicate the time to build muscle. Um, and it's because they they, they got to take pictures of themselves at all time and they feel like they can't bump those calories up to where they need to be. And that's that really holds you back from building muscle. But I never had that. So um, for the first time, I decided, you know, that I was like 20 17, I, I said, you know, I want to get down to 6% body fat, just to say that I did, you know, and that was the first time that a friend of mine who's actually much younger, but very, very wise, um, his name's Robert Sykes, and he goes by Keto Savage on Instagram. He, um, I, I was doing it on my own for a while. And then I just started to, I realized like I, I was a content creator, I was I was making, you know, um, recipes all the time, and I was getting creative with my recipes. And then I was kind of shooting myself in the foot, you know, complicating things too much. I was like, you know what? I need to, I need to get someone else, which is for anyone listening, um, whether it's, you know, building muscle, burning fat, you know, furthering your career, start getting, starting your own business. Sometimes, you know, it really makes sense to hire a professional and outsource that. So you can minimize that decision fatigue and, and really just, get to what the plan is and execute the plan and just, you know, what the plan is. You don't have to second guess yourself because sometimes coaches make the best, the worst um, clients if they're, if they're coaching themselves. And so we were about four months in and making really good progress. And I just personally was just done with it. You know, I was just, honestly, I was like, you know, we're this far, I should be there by now. And, and if you're listening to this and, and it sounds familiar, it's because we're so focused on getting on that scale or, you know, getting that body fat test to, to hit that goal. And we start to become like little crybabies, you know, we're like, I should be there by now, this should happen by now. And we focus on that goal or that whatever it is. And, and it's really something that's outside of you, because you're not promised 6% body fat, even if your diet is perfect, even if your workouts are perfect, there may be something else, or it may just be more time. And so I had a temper tantrum one day, and I called him up. And, um, I, I got on the scale that day and I was a pound heavier than the day before. And I just, I, you know, I was like, I've had this up to here, man. This is ridiculous. What the heck is going on? I'm up a pound. And he just starts cracking up. And I'm just like, why are you laughing? You know, and he's like, 
<laughs> he's like, because this is this is this is exactly where you need to be. This is where the growth happens. You know, when 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 you hit that adversity, that's when the growth happens. And I, I say this story because, funny enough, the next day I woke up and I actually had to do my DEXA scan, and I had hit my goal. I had hit six point five percent, and um, and so like. Not to say that that's going to happen for people because that, you know, sometimes, again, it would still you you hit that rut, you get injured, whatever it is, and you have to keep going. But I promise you that that's like focusing on that's what helped me focus on the process. And really just like the process is this is simple. It's basically you wake up every day and you don't worry about the externals. You don't worry about the temperature outside. You don't worry about, you know, is it raining? Is it snowing? What is it that I have to do today? And at the end of the day, when I'm done with the day, did I do that? Um, you know, adversity is, you know, that 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 whole saying that, you know, tough times create hard men, hard men create good times, good times create soft men, soft men create tough times. And then it just goes through the cycle. Like you have to go through it. And like, you know, as a parent, I I want to pass on as much knowledge as I can to my sons without the struggle. You always want that to happen, but then you just realize that it has to happen. Like the struggle has to happen because it's only, you know, people who have a great mindset were not born with that mindset. You know, people, people think, well, that person's just more hard than I am. You know, that person's just harder. You know, they're just, they're just tougher than I am. But like, you don't know the amount of times that that person didn't want to wake up that day, that they were injured, that they had all types of, you know, personal issues that they had to block out or, you know, work through and and they still did it and that continued consistent repetition of doing the process is really what, you know, um what gets you that growth, what gets you to that goal and, you know, sometimes you don't hit the goal but I mean, I have something on on my arm right here. If you can't, you can't really see it, but it says yeah, Amor Fati. Okay, that that's Amor Fati is like in Latin. It just means love your fate. It means that everything that happens to you is either good or necessary. And so, like, if you didn't hit that goal and you gave it your all, you learned maybe what not to do. You learned what you can if you try to start that business. I promise you, there's a million stories out there, millions of stories of people who you know, we see them and they seem like they're like an overnight success. And, and like one of my favorite quotes about that is someone that I watched to speak once. And he said, he's like, I'm a 23 year overnight success, you know, because like no one saw the 22 and a half years that he was grinding and all the times he stumbled and all the times he could have quit. And, you know, like nowadays, you know, there are ways to shortcut that but it's it's like they're more like the exception to the rule someone blows up on on TikTok or Instagram and it's like super viral and all of a sudden they land some sort of endorsement deal and all of a sudden they're they're doing that but for the most part people have to grind and get those reps in and that's going to necessarily involve a lot of struggles a lot of setbacks um the book that i that that i read while i was going through that that um robert recommended to me was called the obstacle is the way yeah great and, book oh um, yeah what's his face in there i forgot his name now um ryan ryan holiday that's yeah. right ryan holiday great book and that was my introduction to stoicism before i had even read epictetus or um seneca or marcus aurelius like because his book was all about people throughout history that they saw that obstacle 
And when everybody else, like when the stock market crashed, when this happened, everybody else was running and everybody else was losing their mind. You know, a pandemic happens, you know, all those things happened. There were people that besides the people on top that obviously won, but, but there were people that like us, like you and I, that, that, that actually, um, saw that there was something that, that, that was needed. And there was some way to actually like capitalize on this, this special time and, and make things happen. And, and it's only the people that, that basically, you know, they, they make that decision and then they apply what they know and they get those reps in, you know, results be damned that whatever it is that that's going to happen, they're just going to keep on doing it. And it's, it's much easier when I'm saying it to you, it's much easier if you're my buddy and I'm giving you advice the real test is when you're actually in it. And, you know, I can't tell you how many times I failed when I've been in it, but I've, I've continued. And sometimes I feel like a failure, you know, I'm sometimes I'm sure you feel the same way. Like if, 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 you know, you tell people, but then it's actually, it's your turn and you, you end up like having a temper tantrum, but like the more you practice, the more conscious you are of it, the better you get at it. 100%. That's the most growth I've had as well, man, when the pandemic hit. That's when I kind of started really leveling up my online coaching program. And then obviously it was just the biggest growth turning point in my whole life. You know what I mean? It was incredible. Uh, but yeah, to actually be able to thrive in those situations, right? It just takes, it just takes like resilience and kind of like scars basically along the way, isn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah. And setbacks yeah. and stuff like that. And that's one thing I think with bodybuilding, man, because I've did like, I've done like nine comps myself. And when you were saying about getting down to 6% body fat as well, right? Like that's treacherous, yeah. right? Getting down to yeah. that amount of body fat is treacherous. It takes a different like level of discipline and everything else to get down there. And it's obviously it's yeah. just not it's not healthy, right? It's something you wanted to achieve. Yeah. And the same as me when, yep. and that's the thing with bodybuilding as well. All the comps I've done, it did actually transfer in that kind of hardship uh, and getting down to the trenches to get on stage, you know, and get to that pro level. Uh, transferring that into other areas of my life has been has been game changing for me. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. but you, you said something else and I've kind of lost my, uh, my trail of thought now, but you're talking about like challenge, right? And when we're in, mm. when we're in those, whether that's like overthinking or something going on in your personal life, or you get an overwhelmed business or you've got kids and stuff like that as well. I can only imagine how challenging that could be at times, right? When you're in it though, sometimes no matter what you say to yourself, right? You're trying to get that rational side of your brain to kick in, but the emotions yeah. are just so strong sometimes and it's hard yeah. to get out of it. Right. But you always know yeah. at the back of your mind, like it's happening. A simple saying that I like is, you know, it's happening for you, not to you. And you know, oh, when yeah. you come out of it, you're like, oh man, like it's great. That's happened now. You've got more resilience. It happened for a reason. You've learned valuable lessons. You know what I mean? But it's so hard. Like you say, yeah. when you're in it, right? Yeah. I think like, you know, I'll tell you like, uh, you know, it's finances are, are a pretty easy one, you know, like that, that's an easy one to get over. Um, professional setbacks. I think the hardest one to deal with is relationships. Yeah, you know, I agree. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's, you know, people who are the closest to you, especially, um, they mean the most to you. And, um, sometimes like, you know, when, when someone calls you out on your crap or, or you know, someone, um, is telling you things that you don't want to hear. Um, you know, I I've gone through that, you know, and I've, and I've gone through, you know, not doing the right thing and, and then not being conscious of not doing the right thing. And then finally, when I'm told about it and I try to do that right thing and I try to change who I am, I'm expecting for everything to go back to normal as if, you know, I didn't yeah. do this for years, you know, like it's not how it works. And, and that's the hardest part because, you know, like you have the knowledge, 
or you know the skill um and then like it's it's really the the application of it is the real test because you know it's not it's not like a test like like you know when you're in grammar school or or at university like this this is not something that you you know you just write the answer down this is like real life you know moving targets where you're not shooting like a still target you know th this that's what life is 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 throwing at you and that's what makes it hard and that's when you have to be i mean you start to pull things out of your you know pull tricks out of your bag like one of them um fantastic one that you said like you know this is happening for me it really takes you out of that victim mentality which which recently like i've i've gone through that and and it's not it's not in my character but like you know i've when when it just gets so hard and then it just you just get locked in this negative thinking and you start to it's almost like your brain starts searching for everything else that's wrong and your brain wants to tell you that everything is wrong now and you don't have anything to be grateful for and you're not seeing what's happening with your business on this side and 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 all these things that are just amazing and it's like you have to be very conscious of that you have to be intentional with that but like one thing that that helps me as well um this book have you ever read i don't know can't hurt me by david david goggins yeah fantastic another, book yeah read that recently actually fantastic. Epic. epic yeah yeah really fantastic good. book yeah and and one of the things that i really love and and i tell it to my my weight loss clients because you know a lot of these people you know we have all these different spheres in our life we have our relationships we have financial we have our health we have our our wealth we have uh well, I already said that we have um you know education like how are we how are we um you know sharpening our our current skills and building new skills and you know a lot of us can get very far neglecting a lot of these areas and a lot of my clients have done that you know they've neglected their family or they've neglected their health and they're really good at this other thing so you know, having what David Goggins calls the cookie jar is just like a really awesome thing. I don't know if you remember the cookie jar. It's I do. Like, yeah, it's yeah. Like, you, you know, you look back and you're like, you know, things are getting hard for me. It's been five months or, you know, this last month I lost, you know, I lost half a kilo. Like, and I'm just like, I feel terrible. Like I work so hard and that's all I get for it, you know? And, and like, but, but if you can remind yourself and you can have those and you could call those to mind, like all the times that you've been in really tough situations and you've made out on top. Um, and you, you know, you, you've basically, you know, you've proved it to yourself. That's a, a perfect thing that you can do and just be like, look, you've done this before. There's nothing different about this is it, for you to think it's different is, is not accurate. It's not truthful. Um, it's the same thing. It's just like a different flavor. It's a different type of challenge that you can still conquer. Hundred mm, percent, man. Hundred percent. Yeah, it's a fantastic book, and uh, yeah, yes. I mean, it's so, as we say, it's so hard when you're in it to actually pull through it. But when you do, you always come out better. You know what I mean? And yeah. we can relate this to weight loss, though, right? Now we're talking on that topic, yeah. right? Because the reality is, again, it all comes down to there's, there's obviously we can go through all the main important things to do it, you know, on a, on a surface level. Uh, but the reality is, it comes down to like your relationship with yourself and the conversations going on in your own head, right? You know, because yeah. ultimately that's what really success is in in any realm of life. If you ask me, it's like that conversation that's going on in your head every day, right? And if you can have yeah. a chat with yourself, you know what I mean? When it's getting tough, as you say, five months, you may store for a month and then you can easily fall into that victim mentality. Oh, you know, everything's going wrong. I deserve better and everything else. Uh, but the only thing you can do is just not quit, right? Um, but when it comes yeah. to the weight loss stuff, man, um, and obviously with your journey in terms of like the keto uh, lifestyle and everything else and the way you eat, obviously keto, um, talk us a bit more through that, how that's benefited you 
And I guess like what your philosophy is on, you know, on, on the keto diet, I guess. Yeah. I mean, like, um, you know, just like, I think a lot of us, especially like, if you're like me, like when I was in college, like, and I was studying this stuff, you know, you get so attached to like one approach because it's, it's, it happens to be the one that you just fell in love with, whether you had success with it or you just, you, you took a, a, a big interest in it. Um, I see this with CrossFit. I see this with keto, you know, veg, you know, vegetarian carnivore people who just for some reason or another didn't have any, any success and didn't really take the time to look at all the approaches, you know, and they just, they found one that worked. And now that's the only thing that works. And that you got to be careful with that because like when I was in college, when I was in grad school, um, there was one guy in the weight room. It was the, the guy who was in charge of the Olympic sports, you know, the track strength and conditioning coach. And I was, he and I had a very similar style and the head strength coach had a different style. And, and I was like, man, he's doing all this stuff. You know, he's a high intensity guy. Like what's, what's, what's wrong with this guy? You know, like, and, and, and he told me, he put me in my place. He was like, look, you know, at the end of the day, like the silver bullet is not the X's and O's, you know, it's, it's not the tactics, it's the strategy, you know, it's the overall, what is your ability to get this person to buy into this and comply with what you're saying? And I can tell you that a lot of the time that goes with, um, with diet, you know, um, you can do very well on different approaches. I found that as you age, because of the, the world of plenty, this, this abundance that we live in, and we, we, we kind of don't eat seasonally, you know, we kind of always have access to carbohydrates, which, which over time didn't, that's not really how it went. You know, in the winter, we, we were eating a little bit more fat. We were eating some more protein, dried meat, you know, things like that. And, um, and we've kind of gone overboard. And so a lot of people, unfortunately, are, are, are being raised nowadays, like as children, they're getting exposed to carbohydrate at such an early age and sugars, simple sugars way more than ever. And so they start to develop like insulin resistance. And, you know, recently I've been really diving into leptin resistance. This book right here, by the way, Mastering Leptin is mm. absolutely fantastic. I'll have to get that. that looks awesome, man. Yeah, really good. It, it just kind of, and so like, um, me, I personally, I was always interested in just eating healthy, you know, like I wanted to eat healthy. I always knew protein was important. Barbecue has been my favorite food always, you know, yeah, uh, and, and just meat. I just, I love meat. I love protein. It served me well. Um, and like kind of as I got injured, you know, and, and I, you know, I was, I was 30, 35. Yeah, I was 30, 35 years old. Um, but I felt like I was 50, you know, like I basically I had played on AstroTurf in college and it was, it was that old school AstroTurf, not the, not the new turf that they got now. Yeah. And I got a bunch of bumps and bruises and like just things that people resign themselves to because they think that it's just age or, you know, it's hormones or, um, and when in reality, the body has so many ways to heal itself and, and built in ways to heal itself, but we start to override them with weird lifestyles and weird diets and so like keto just made so much sense to me um and my first year i remember i was still a medical device rep and um just for anyone who doesn't know by now you know a ketogenic diet is just basically you know you have diets like paleo that the main focus is like is 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 on the quality of the food the quality of the ingredients which i actually started paleo like in 2011 um and that was amazing too um and and but you have something like keto that is like it's actually really focused on a specific um ratio of macros it's because like it's it's pretty much eliminating most or all carbohydrates 
and um and it's different and and the problem the only problem with that is because it's not specific to what type of food you're eating you know it's it's more mostly focused on the grams of carbohydrates you can still eat a bunch of crap you can eat, eat a bunch of cured meat you can eat a bunch of sausage and bacon all day and a bunch of cheese and and all this stuff and things that that may still not be healthy but maybe it still gives you a benefit because of your metabolic issues that that it will help correct um i personally like still think you should eat clean even if you're eating a ketogenic diet but yeah the the ketogenic diet is you know 50 carbs or less it's 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 you know for most people so someone like me like i i can get i basically have been for the last um 10 weeks now i've been on a cut and i've been eating about 60 to 75 60 to 75 grams of carbs a day i i can eat 300 carbs in a day and and wake up in ketosis which is kind of crazy because my body is just so used to it you know um but like i found that you know when you when you number one you do get a benefit from um lowering your carbs like especially like in a maintenance phase because you know if you look at the the research um because of what happens in the fat cell you get like this metabolic advantage so like if you if you lower your carbs from 60 percent to 40 percent you burn a little bit more calories a day if you lower it from 40 to 20 percent you burn a little bit more calories a day and that difference is even more pronounced if you have insulin resistance because your body your metabolism is very depressed because of that insulin resistance it's it's it doesn't it doesn't burn fat efficiently and um you know you have I found that number one, my brain was on fire. I had more energy. I ran my first half marathon, you know, at 220. Um, and, and I started to feel like I was healing. I felt like I was more productive that, that year I won the, the, the biggest award in my company, the sales award that was like the top 7%. It's like 15 people. I got to go to Turks and Caicos, made a bunch of money. And I really do credit it to like, if I had to put a number on it, like a 15 to 20% increase in productivity due to the diet and um and so i just got really obsessed with it and i and of course since my background is in um performance i wanted to see what i could do um what it would do for this sport or that sport um you know nowadays i have friends who are you know um nfl strength coaches and college strength coaches that they have you know linemen um for example on the football team they're eating keto in season when you know for for most people, if you're in a sport that's really glycolytic, it doesn't really make sense, you know, because fat um, being used as energy is a little bit slower and it's a slower process. And and eventually, if you continue to do glycolytic activity, you're going to get to the point where that fat cannot keep up with the energy needs um, and you're going to basically lose energy and you're just going to slow down. So but from a from an overall standpoint, I, I would say that anybody over the age of 30 should at least consider doing like a, a keto phase um you know like especially like in the winter i find that to be the best time you know in the summer you're going to be out in the sun more you know you're you're, you're going to be more insulin sensitive your your gut microbiome is going to adapt to that um and so yeah i just i just really think it's 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 a very helpful diet it's not the end-all be-all I think most people can do very well lowering their carbs. And I think a lot of people, and I've seen it happen in the last five, six years where, where the bodybuilding community has, has, has increased their fat a little bit. And, and I like that because I think that's really important for long-term like hormone health, you know? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And uh, I, what I found as well, Danny is like, I'm eating less and less carbs now. 
and I feel better and better. More and more wide range of fats, like you said, from mainly animal-based yeah. foods and then obviously some healthy fats from avocado and whatnot. But I feel better and better. You know what I mean? Like in the daytime, I just have two meals, a fast in the morning, have one big meal. Um, and that's just mainly just, it's, it's always under like, you know, 50, just like under 30 grams of carbs, mainly just avocado and meat and whatnot, some beef tallow I cook nice. it in. And then in the evening then, like I normally have like fruit and I have some coconut yogurt or whatever. But even even now, I, I don't have that every day. And I'm like, I don't need that fruit. It's more of like, I want it for the taste. You know what I mean? I don't necessarily yeah. need it, but it tastes good. Yeah. And I might, I might get a little bit of a tiny edge on my strength session tomorrow morning, but it's kind of splitting hairs. You know what I mean? I feel better and better. But what I find though, Danny, a simple thing for the audience is like, it really teaches you what true hunger is, right? When you're having oh, carbohydrates, because yes. most people are just used to having carbohydrates. When we say carbohydrates, it's like there's, there's a wide range, right? Not all carbs are treated equally. If you're having carbohydrates from whole foods, right, which is like single yeah. ingredient foods, whether that be potato, rice, fruit, whatever, all good. But even that, or like, you know, people have oatmeal in the morning and they're like, oh yeah, that's yeah. healthy. It's like, yeah, you know, it's, I can think of worse things to eat, but you're still going to be spiking your blood sugar. And then a few hours later, you're, hung you're, you're hungry again, right? But that's really because you're, you know, your insulin levels, your blood sugar's coming up and then back down. It's almost like yeah. a like a roller coaster, right? But when you're not, when mm -hmm. you have just mainly fat and, and, and protein, you just realize, actually, I'm satiated for the whole day. And you actually realize, was that really true hunger, what I was feeling before, you know? Yeah, it's so true, man. Like, it's like, number one, you start to feel like hunger is more of like a, an energy thing. Like, I'm, I'm feeling kind of like I need some energy. I, I need to eat. Or, you know, you, you, you eat because you, you, you're like, you're looking forward to the taste of that steak. You know, it's not, it's oh, not I'm, like, I'm looking forward to it now already. I got it in an hour's time. <laughs> <laughs> <to> stay focused. <laughs> Love it. I know that. I know the feeling, man. Like we go through so much, like we've been, we've been so like, we love steak. Obviously we eat steak all the time, but like, I don't know what it is, but my wife and I, like, we just been eating ground beef, like for like literally like the last three months and I never get sick of it. I'll throw some chicken thigh here and there, you know, things like that. But, but some mints, some good old mints. It's just Dude, like it's that's just all I eat. Literally, I just so over the last couple of years since I switched over to more kind of carnivore and I cut out the plants that were irritating my stomach and my skin. Basically, man, I eat like a kilo of, of beef a day. So that's what like two point two <laughs> pounds every day. And I eat yeah, beef liver, yeah. beef liver most days as well, yes. and eggs. And that's my main sources. And you think, oh, that's very restricted, but really, you know, beef is probably one of the only foods you could eat by itself. And and you know, I, I wouldn't recommend it, right. but probably yeah. not get a nutrient deficiency. You, you may do, but you know what I mean? Like it's that powerful. Uh, it's very, it's very unlikely, especially if it's not too lean. You know, you're getting enough fat to absorb it. Yeah, yeah. And grass fed. And you know, the thing too is like, you know, I I'll tell you like. I love that I look the same all the time. You know, that's something yeah, same, that people same, yeah, yeah. You take it for granted, right? Because there were times before when I used to, I used to pound the carbs and it was like one day I would look really shredded and one day I would look really bloated and really just like, you know, ton of water under the skin. And, um, and it's just like, it's a much more all, all around, uh, much more stable mood, much more, you know, you look the same all the time. You're not having fluctuations in weight and stable hunger you know like you have basically you kind of your body really seems to like it you know mm. and the brain prefers ketones over sugar so once you start to get fat adapted that's the thing there's a lot of people if they're going to start it you know i always say try to give it three months you know and don't cut your calories right when you're starting a ketogenic diet or a carnivore diet because like what happened to me was when i switched from the typical bodybuilding diet back in 2016 to keto, I was already at the bottom of my calories. So I said, you know what, I'm just going to, I'm just going to change the composition of those calories. 
And I basically over a month had to increase my calories by like 700 just to stop the hemorrhaging. I kept on like <laughs> losing more weight and I was like, and I was shredding more, but I was like, okay, okay, I'm, I'm done here. And I had to increase. So that would be the first thing is like definitely number one, be patient with, um, with the transition because, you know, we have, our bodies have adapted to really be good at burning sugar, you know, and, but, but once you get fat adapted, like three months in, I promise you, I was getting the same pumps, not the, not as much like, you know, like completely skin splitting pumps that I would get sometimes when it was like really carved up. Um, but then at the same time, you know, I, my, my, my strength hadn't gone down, you know, my, my, and, and I can't comment fully on it because I, I hadn't been competing anymore, but I, I look at myself and I look at myself now and I'm like, even though I'm older and, you know, testosterone dropping a little bit, things, things are happening, you know, uh, I still look really good, you know, mm -hmm. like it, it's very muscle sparing, you know, like the, it's a, it's a, it, it, you may not, it's not as sexy to go on a ketogenic diet to build muscle. And that I understand. And for that reason, I like to, especially with my bodybuilding athletes, like I will include some carbs pre and post. Like I like targeted keto. I'm not a fan so much of cyclic because I've done cyclic. And what I found is like with a, a three month cyclic keto phase. And for anybody who doesn't know, that's, that's basically going from a ketogenic diet and cycling some carbs in with a weekly carb day. Some people do two carb days. But targeted keto is basically throwing a little bit more carbs in on the days that you train a little bit before and a lot more after. Like I like to have a little bit of carbs before and, and, and a good amount after. And I've been kind of doing that during this cut. Um, and, and it's worked amazingly. You know, it's worked really well. But you have to get you have to allow your body to, to go through that process. Make sure that you're eating enough. Make sure your electrolytes are up. And then you get that payoff where you start to get that metabolic flexibility. And when you do have a carb, it's like, it's like a, a performance enhancing drug. You know, it's like, it's like, oh my gosh, your body, your body sucks it right up. You know, your insulin sensitivity is up. Yeah. That makes a lot, man. It makes a lot of sense, man. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, you know, uh, carbohydrates, you can basically live without, right? You can survive without, you know, you might not, that's not yep. to say you're going to necessarily thrive. As you say, carbohydrates, you know, they can be a great tool to use and they can help performance with brain, you know, functioning and so many different things, yep. but you can survive without them. Protein, like if you had, if you, if you couldn't get your hands on like good quality protein, amino acids, right? That you get in protein and good quality meat sources and fats, like fatty acids, if you have a deficiency in those things, that's nasty, but carbohydrates, you can actually live without. <laughs> one of those things yeah. you know where it comes to comes down to trial and error man but um and you mentioned about the pump as well and that's why i noticed as well it's like i had this thing in my head was if i if i keep reducing my cars i'm just gonna look wiry you know what i'm saying i'm not gonna look as yeah cool. yeah then you realize that's what you're you used to you're used to depleting you know when you're in bodybuilding you deplete and then you yeah. refeed with the carbs and so you associate low yes. carb with being depleted <laughs> that's it but, it but it's like 70 percent salt anyway and sodium isn't it you realize actually the pump yep. is primarily just sodium you know what i mean as long as i'm i'm yep. well fed you know what i mean hey um dan i really appreciate your time mate. i'm gonna wrap it up here now um if you could give you i just wanted to ask you a quick question if you could give yourself yeah. uh, a younger version of danny right let's say 18 year old danny right let's say you could sit him down and give him some advice what would you say to him oh that's a good one um be more be more silent you know have have a lot more um don't be so quick to to talk about things like that's something that i've i've had to like learn through experience um i actually on my phone it's still to this day i i basically have this um silence is a sort a source of great strength um 
you know, that, like just, yeah, be, be, be more comfortable with silence. And, and I, it also goes with being alone because I had a period where I was alone there and I freaked out. I had to have someone in my bed, you know, I had to have someone all the time. And, um, and, and just knowing back then, if I would have known like that would be lead to some growth, um, I definitely, it, it would have been comforting and it would have been, it would allow me to, to like embrace that because being, being comfortable in silence, being comfortable by yourself, it, it doesn't happen right away, but being by yourself and, and being quiet, it allows you to do introspection. And most of us that have problems with stuff, a lot of the time we're, we're unable to, to kind of get real with ourselves and, and have that, that thought and kind of analyze ourselves with a mind that doesn't just think that you're the best thing ever and you, you're flawless. Like, you know, um, <laughs> yeah. it's like, you gotta, you gotta be able to do that. So yeah, that's what I would say. That would be for sure. That's a good one, man. I really like that one. All right, man. Thanks again for your time, brother. And uh, some amazing content there for the audience, man. So thanks again, bro. I appreciate it, brother. Cheers, man.